ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas or topics for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Um, I'm joined today in studio by Eric Gallagher. Hi, Eric. Hello. And Eric and I are going to be talking today about um, the the advice that a great saint in the history of the church, all the saints are great, but well, I'll just leave it at that. One great saint gave for how we can know what God's will is for us from the smallest thing to the greatest thing. How do we know what God wants us to do? That's what we'll be talking about today on Ignition. If you've never tuned in uh, to Ignition before, just a little bit about myself and and today's guest. Again, my name is Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Been in that role since 2002. Uh, married to Jermaine since 1999, so 20-plus years. And we have five kids. Eric, who are you? Eric Gallagher. I am the Director of Youth Discipleship and Evangelization, so the youth version of Dr. Chris. Um, and yeah, I've been at the diocese now for 10 years and um, married with four children. So just always one one step behind Chris. <laughs> a, few, a few steps behind him in age as well, though, too. So we're okay. Wow. 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 <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad to have you on the show, Eric. <laughs> no, uh, you were on a few weeks ago, and, and we talked about um, one of your favorite saints, St. Francis de Sales. We actually did a couple episodes on the life of St. Francis de Sales and then his teaching, particularly in his classic spiritual work, Introduction to the Devout Life. Today, we're going to talk about another one of your favorites, um, St. Ignatius of Loyola. Um, we were born, by the way, did you know that, Jermaine, our anniversary is his feast day? Wow. Yeah. So congrats. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, when we were looking at dates, I kind of wanted, if it worked, I wanted us to get married on, on a feast day. And like, oh, the founder of the Jesuits. I'll, I'll go with that. So we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about him. Um, there's all sorts of great resources to find out about St. Ignatius's life. He had a dramatic conversion, Spaniard. Uh, he was uh, into uh, the, the, the Spanish court and the, the, the life of the courtier, and he was a soldier and so on. But when his. Um, when his leg was broken by a cannonball, by the way, did you, I think I had to get reset twice. So it was broke. It broke by the cannonball. So he was uh, being healed, but um, it wasn't healing properly. And so he was going to have a limp. So he had them re-break it <laughs> to set it again. Oh man. So it gives him plenty of time to discern, exactly. especially why God, why would this, why, yeah. why is this happening to me? And so again, we, I don't want to spend a lot of time, uh, any more time really talking about his life, but one of the things that he has become known for, sort of his gift to the church, one of his gifts to the church is just a, a very practical, if you will, methodical way to discern God's will in, in um, life. And Eric, before we get into the content of this, I'm just curious, like for you, how how did this 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 gift of St. Ignatius become important to you where you've been teaching on it with youth and adults in the diocese for a while now? Yeah, this is one of those things that when I came across it, um, it well, to start, it kind of came across just because it was one of those texts or that you would see in 
holy people's offices. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so that's, I keep my eye out for stuff like that. Or you, if you're meeting with a priest or, or other people within the church, you look up and, and I was just always drawn that so many of these people had these books, the, these colored books by Father Timothy Gallagher. Right. Um, and so I, I started going, once I kind of realized that one of the books, was, that they were simple to read, I guess, for me, because mm-hmm. I had started the Discernment of Spirits um, several times, and I just, it didn't really, I didn't understand what it meant or how it fit into things. And then I I started reading this really as, I think, the, the next step from after I went through Francis de Sales. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a priest who kind of said, well, that sound, mm-hmm. this sounds a lot like St. Ignatius, right. and so you should also try this book. So the next book I kind of took under my belt was... Uh, the book Discerning the Will of God by Timothy Gallagher and um, working with youth uh, in high school and with, with a lot of college students who are, who are discerning their vocation and, and just life in general, um, this has become an incredible tool, kind of a formula that anyone can kind of place their questions in front of and, and at least know that there's a process to get an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the challenge is many of them are striving to pray. They do want to do the Lord's will, but they they just assume the process includes going to prayer every day and waiting for an answer. Right. And and these saints show us kind of a more um, profound method that is more life giving, um, and perhaps not yeah not so empty in right. the process. So Father Gallagher, Father Timothy Gallagher, um, no relation as far as we know, right? No relation. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he he's sort of a, a modern a master interpreter in our time for uh, the spirituality of Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, he's not a Jesuit himself. Uh, I, I can't remember what community he's part of. The Oblates of one of the Oblates of Mary. Um, anyway, uh, but his books are classics. I think I think you would agree with me in that if it's by Father Timothy Gallagher, it's probably worth reading. Would you agree? Absolutely. And there's, I don't know if there's really a, people ask me if there's a, a system, like which one do you start with? Um, oh, sure. And I, I would, I would definitely say like between uh, this discerning the will of God, the discernment of spirits and, and perhaps the examine prayer. Yep. Um, but even there's a, there's a great uh, meditation kind of guidebook. Um, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called. Is, now, that, but... is that the one that's meditation and contemplation or is that? A different... No, that's okay. that meditation. Contemplation one is, is Ignatius's method really for what we what most would refer to as Lexio, but yep. it's kind of a, it's a subtle, subtle differences, I think. Um, yeah, the, it's, there's a Brown one and I, it's just like introduction to Christian prayer or something like that. Right. But okay. It's it's not even really a it's not a, a read as much as it is a prayer book where yep. it takes you through the different gospels and and pa- helps you meditate passages on passages for you to meditate on yeah. following that method. Okay, so any of those would be great starting ones. He's I mean he's starting to really pop out some books here yeah, he over is. the last few years yeah. and and I would just I would probably just recommend starting with some of those first ones. Yep. Yep. So what we're going to be talking about today, as you said, is drawn uh, particularly from his work, Discerning the Will of God. So uh, a young person, an old person, they're, they're trying to, to discern God's will. To, and discern, um, we're trying to uh, determine what is God's will for us. Um, and one thing we should start with, by the way, and, and maybe you'll be getting into this yourself, but um, when we're discerning God's will, it's always between um, two good choices, you never discern between one thing and a sinful thing. Like a good, th- there's no discernment there, right? Yeah, and that, that's really what what he kind of starts with. He he gives you kind of two first things to know. Like before we even get in, get into this, you have to know that the 
if you're cho- if the choice is between a good and an evil, the choice is evident, right. <laughs> and so right. you don't obvious you don't have to discern really. You right. you can choose let your uh, let your intellect guide you in right. that. Um, <laughs> and I and then the other one is is that God um, calls us to the a certain state of life and and the tasks or the decisions that we make are inherent to that state of life. And so I I as a husband and a father of four, there are many things that if if I was feeling as though I should do certain things with my life, but it was contrary to that state of life that I've been called into then as well, that even if it's a good thing, um, that the choice is obvious because no one, no one would ever advise me to choose to go and move away to be a missionary far, far away, away right. from my wife and children. Right. Right. Um, so th- those are, those are kind of the two like starting points where it's, yeah, a choice between a good and evil is obvious, but also a choice between two goods that's one of which would draw you out of your the state of life that God has called you, then the choice is also obvious. Okay. So that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about discerning between so two goods, both of which are possible within your state in life. Yeah, and they and they could really and it it can even get more complicated because people could add a th- what about three goods or what about four goods? Sure, like there, sure, there's sure. all kinds of sure. stuff. Um, this, the kind of the foundation for this is the two goods and kind of the guiding practice. And I, I think once you, the, you could apply this, um, in that method, but what, mostly what I think what people need to know is no matter what the, the spiritual writers will recommend a spiritual director with, with these choices. So no matter what, even if you like, don't really know, or you just have a lot of questions or you don't even understand this process. Um, I think another recommendation would just be to go find a good priest to, to just ask, say, here's what I've been doing so far. Here's what I think. Um, what do you think? And then they can either kind of give you a, an affirmation in that, or they might be able to give you some other resources or considerations to, to go with okay. for your prayer. Okay. So, so that's sort of the base, the, 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 the um, I don't know, the, the preliminary to discernment is being clear about what discernment is in the sense of it's between at least two. It's between multiple goods, both of which are possible within your current state in life. Yes. Okay. What's good? Then the then the next the the foundation for that discernment is um, a person really ha- it, to really be able to discern it in the way that we're going to guide you. You have to really be willing. The foundation is to do God's will, and so like if we can't. If we're if we're really going to call it discernment, this isn't about what you want or right. or what's like it, it, it. They're likely aligned, but the the choice isn't what I want or what would be best for my career or best financially. There, there's a, the foundation for discernment has to be God. I want to do Your will, mm-hmm. and so He and that's the Psalm forty to do Your will is my delight. Um, Timothy Gallagher says an awareness that God has created us out of love and ceaselessly offers that love to us. Mm. Just, just simply submitting ourselves to God and saying, God, what's next. And, and I'm open to whatever that is, even if there's, um, circumstance or even if there's like actions that like consequences, I right. should say. Right. I'm open to that, trusting and knowing that your will is what's best for me. So again, what discernment is or what it isn't, um, it's it's not, the question isn't what should I, I have to discern what I'm going to do next. There's, maybe that's true, but the, 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 the more fundamental ways, I have to discern what God wants me to do, what's his will for me. And that's that's my common response to high schoolers who say, 
Like I say, how are you doing? I'm, I'm just stressed because I got to figure out where I'm going to college. And I say, no, you don't. It's like, God can show you where you're going to college. Right. <laughs> you just have to let him right. show you. So, what you, okay. well, all right. I'm stressed because I want to, God's not telling me where to go to college. Well, but that in discernments, it, it should alleviate you of that anxiety because you can trust that God is guiding things. And that's, that's really the foundation for discernment is don't be anxious because God will reveal himself to you in time. And, and we were, even before this recording, we were joking about Teresa of Ava, like patience right. obtains all things. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and as, as I've used this process with high schoolers, college students, um, I'm continually amazed at the timing that God uses to reveal those mm. things to them. Yeah. And I've, I have yet to have a situation where people trusted this process and ended up empty and angry at God because he didn't give them what they needed. Amen. Well, and it goes back to what you just said, the foundation of discernment, Father Gallagher's words, awareness that God has created us out of love and ceaselessly offers that love to us. If you're keeping that in mind, then, then I can see why you would never end up empty. So what's next? The, so then we know why we want to discern or or what makes it actual discernment. Um, then how do we dispose ourselves? He, he basically says we cannot properly discern God's will if we are not in the right disposition um, he says that's an awareness of God's love for you, um, an understanding of Jesus's healing power uh, to perfect all things, and a continuing quest for heartfelt knowledge and growing love for Christ. So we just need to be in this place of knowing that we're imperfect, but God can give us everything. Um, so even in discernment, we don't have the answer, but we know that God can give us the answer. Uh, and then he he basically just says, if you're not properly disposed, then you you can't truly discern. And so the means to get there is by going to mass, confession, um, spending time in silence and prayer, um, the spiritual exercises, which should, would be covered in the discernment of spirits. Um, yeah, the, to be properly disposed as well. And I, I think if you're if you're about to make a big decision, go to confession, go to mass, and and mm. and pave kind of the make the space for God to speak to you His will. Um, as opposed to what, like what would be a, uh, um, the wrong disposition? Like how, how, how could you fail to go about this? For a lot of, it's just busyness. I think okay. I, that would probably, the most common thing that I've seen is, well, God's not telling me and well, you are, you, are you listening? Yep. Like, have you, have you made that space? Um, but even if you're not properly disposed, that's what a good spiritual director would do. It's if you say, well, what are some of the things that are going through your mind as you discern college? Why not this choice? And then you're a lot of times you're holding on to something that's that's kind of a, a lie of the evil one. And that's where the, the discernment of spirits book would come in handy because it helps you kind of sort through those and a spiritual director. But to to not be disposed um, is really if you can we look at these situations both freely, which uh, to, to be properly disposed means I have these two choices, these three choices. And even though all of them have goods and bads or even a cost to them in some way and benefits, um, to be freely disposed is to say, God, I would, any of these or anything else, <laughs> like right. a, a, anything outside of these. And that's a lot of times just to open people up to discernment when I'm, when I'm meeting with them, I, they'll say, well, I'm trying to decide between these two colleges. And one thing I say was consider God might not want you to go to college like that. There's truth in that, mm-hmm. but immediately they're like, well, why not? Like everyone goes to college, right. but, but it begins to open them up and, and dispose them to say, I think I know the answers, but I, maybe I don't. And maybe I need to humble myself before God and say, God, what is it that you want me to do? 
and I will do anything if it's what you want me to do. But these seem these seem to be the two obvious things where you've already led me. Right. Um, but I want to be disposed to whatever. So that that disposition is is basically like, what are you holding on to? And you need to be free. Let go. Or yeah. And that's up, yeah. that's where I mean that's why confession and mass and right. silence and prayer, all of these things kind of dispose us to receive God. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald talking today with Eric Gallagher about how to discern what God's will is for us when we have good things um, that we're trying to determine which of them we should follow, which of them we should do, what's God's will for us. How do you go about determining that? So we've looked at ba- the basics of, of what discernment is and isn't, and and that attitude, that awareness that we have to have going into it. We're just talking about the disposition. Now we're going to get to the heart of it, right? The the the, the Saint Ignatius of Loyola has three modes of discernment. Yeah. So now you can you can <clears throat> discern. Now you can like listen. If mm-hmm. I mean, if you have these other things in your mind, like I have to go to college, and maybe God doesn't want you to go to college, you're not going to hear Him whispering to you, "Don't right. go to college," because right. <laughs> right. you've already shut that door, basically. Yep. So He goes through these three modes. The three modes are essentially three steps. They they you go through the first, and if the first one doesn't give you the answer, then you move on to the second, and if and so on. Um, and so you'd always start with the first, and the first is fairly simple. It, it's called the mode, which is the mode of clarity beyond doubting, which is. Basically, you cannot doubt that it's God's will. And this is if if someone were to come to a spiritual director and say, I'm, I really want to discern the right choice, um, but I know without a doubt that God wants me to go to this choice, like okay. then the spiritual director would be like, why are we meeting? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, they, we would ask and, and maybe put things, you go to a spiritual director, kind of put it to the test. And even, even if you have no doubt about it, um, Ignatius, the, well, any of the spiritual writers would recommend like affirming that with the spiritual director. Um, but that first is, I just cannot doubt that it's God's will. And so in, in the moment, if you know you're supposed to do something, even in the smallest choices, um, just do it. You don't have to like go and pray about it. Right. <laughs> so there, that's, that's the first mode. The, the second... Hold, so I want to be clear here. That's, that can happen because of because you're in the proper disposition, right? And because you've done those things already that we were just talking about, um, mass, confession, silence, et cetera. That's how it can be that you might have no doubt. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah, that confidence that really this isn't of me, this is God. Mm-hmm. And so if, I'm, if, if this has been placed on me and, and I moved um, in consolation at every moment, like, as I'm thinking about it, it's, it's drawing me as St. Ignatius... Um, towards faith, hope, and charity. It's deepening faith, hope, and charity. And it it just resonates mm-hmm. in the moment. Like, I just know without a doubt, then this is this is God. He's here. Like, yep. and I, why would I want to do anything else if I, if I know without a doubt that God's face is right here and I'm looking at it and I want to say yes to that? Okay. Okay. So what's the second mode then? The second mode is, uh, he calls it an attraction of the heart. Um, and again, this is if the choice isn't revealed through the first mode. So if you, if you, if you couldn't say you don't doubt, mm-hmm. um, um, a lot of negatives in that sense. But <laughs> the, an attraction of the heart is essentially, for those who are familiar with St. Ignatius at all, they probably are aware of some of the discernment of spirits, but essentially this is when you would take the decision to prayer. Um, and you would discern the two choices in prayer, offer them to God and, and consider the different aspects of those choices and then let him um, speak to you through consolation or desolation. Um, and essentially what you're looking for is when you discern one choice, are you consoled or do you feel um, 
drawn into desolation and we won't, that's another podcast yep. perhaps, but, um, and you would pray for it over a period of time. And what Ignatius is really looking for is, has that experience recurred enough that there's a clear pattern? And okay. so if, if, if the someone... experience of desolation or consolation. Yes. Okay. So you couldn't just say, um, you know, I, I started discerning my vocation today and I went and prayed about marriage or priesthood and I just, priesthood seems great. And so I, I think that's what I'm going to go do. Right. Um, it has to be something that over time you recognize that God has been moving you in that way. And it's that, that's the, the protective, the protection of that discernment is just like a confidence that God has been leading me in this way. And so there might be a pattern, but in prayer in in that regard, um, it's just, it, it needs to be acknowledged that it's recurring in prayer over time. And so if, if you were to go to a spiritual director and ask them about a choice, that's really what they'd be looking for. Well, when you pray about this, what's your experience? When you pray about this, what's your experience? If you haven't been praying about it, then you can't give that answer. Right, right. And and even it, and if you have been praying about it and you don't have an answer, then that's where the third mode comes in. Um, but the the idea is let's first the the idea of the second mode is really let's give God the opportunity to like really speak to us and give us clarity in this decision um, through prayer. Right. And then if not, then we have to move on to the third mode. Okay. Which is what? Third mode is a preponderance of reasons. And this is essentially, um, again, this is if you haven't received an answer through the second mode. Um, when the soul is not agitated by different spirits, we use our natural powers freely and tranquilly. So if we, we're still peaceful about making the choice, um, we're not anxious about it. We've given God really the opportunity to speak to us in prayer, but he hasn't maybe spoken to us in a way that we've, like we haven't yet like received it or we, we, we don't understand it. it yeah. or um, Then essentially what Ignatius is telling us is we have to use what God has given us then in our reason and in our experience and in our, in our, um, and just our own affections towards mm-hmm. things. And, but he, it's, it's important to acknowledge that the decision still has to be made freely and tranquilly. If you're going to make the decision, you can't make it out of fear. Right. Um, and so in that, in that mode, he basically gives two different ways um, the first way is without any bias or inclination, um, basically do a check and balance sheet. Like pros Just and like, cons. Yeah. So you'd list one option on one side and you'd kind of say, well, these are the good things about this and this. Um, and then you might, if you weigh them and you make a choice, that seems like the most obvious and ask God for confirmation. And that's a huge part of the discernment of the modes is make sure there's time. So if I have to make a college decision by this date, do this process, and if nothing's coming up, the week before you have to make the choice, or two weeks before, you just say, okay, okay God, this is the one I feel most drawn to, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to make the decision, but I'm not going to send anything in for a week or so in case, and if there's you're really going to have to let me know here <laughs> if mm-hmm. I'm making the wrong mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second way in that, so you can either do the check and balance sheet, you can really do both of these, um, but the second way is essentially to to ask different questions and a few the questions that uh, Timothy Gallagher provides, what would you tell someone you have never seen that you have, that you desire full spiritual growth for? So someone you don't know, but you desire the good for them. What choice would you make if you're looking back on this 50 years from now, when you're at the day of judgment, what choice would you hope you have chosen? Mm-hmm. Um, and almost any time I've just led someone through the sheets um, and they, they may have had experiences in prayer and then we get to those questions. Like it's, it's just interesting if they have really gone through this and we get to this last point of like, what choice would you want to have made 50 years looking back 50 years from now? Like almost always they can say, yes, it's clear. I know what I'm supposed to do. 
but again, that's people who have been praying. They're they're going to mass. They they've been right properly disposed, and they have given that God that opportunity to speak. And this just kind of affirms that. So you go through these these different modes, um, and he in there basically he he asks you to reaffirm some things and have you been properly disposed? Um, have you sought direction in your prayer? Have you, have, are there other people speaking to this? Are basically really, are you missing anything? Gotcha. Um, share the process of the spiritual guide and, and have you sought confirmation in your choice? And so really <clears throat> just, I, I think the beauty of this is you can look back um, with a lot of college students and many of them, they've discerned their, their college choice. They can look back and they say, yes, I did this. I gave God the opportunity to speak. I feel like it was God's will. I, I got it. I got confirmation or I just, at the time I knew without a doubt, this is what I was supposed to do. Um, three, four months later when college is really hard, yeah, they can look back and say, but God, I know I'm supposed to be here. Right. And I think we could apply the same thing to marriage where if you properly discern marriage um, and then you get into it six months or two years later and you're like, Maybe we maybe we made the wrong choice. <laughs> if right. you if you use the process like this, you can look back and say, "No, God, I know this is your will for me." So how do we move forward? And and it kind of the path can continue moving forward rather than thinking, "Well, maybe we need to go back, reset things, and do it differently." Um, it's just really helpful to give someone that confidence um, in their life to to know that God has been guiding and directing them. So even when it's difficult, um, that God has called you there for a reason. Um, we just got a couple minutes left, Eric. Looking at the three modes of discernment, can you, either your own life or people that you've walked through this process with, can you think of examples um, of each of the modes of discernment where, where maybe take the first mode clarity beyond doubt? Can you think of an instance for you or somebody you know where, like you have any examples come to mind of somebody who didn't have to go past the first mode because they were it was just clear to them? I, I, I think in, in subtle situations, Absolutely. And I think people who are living a faithful, holy life in general are going to feel like they're going to be more inept to like, or more able to respond to situations without doubting God. Um, But also I, one moment when a student was discerning, they they had kind of went through the different modes and they, they did us, they were praying about it. And then we did, we even did a, a balance sheet and then they, they called me one day and God had just done something and they're like, mm. I know where I'm supposed to go. Gotcha. And like, it was almost as if the second and third mode didn't even matter anymore in that moment. So but they had they, done them, but then suddenly they had this clarity beyond doubting. Yes. So, yeah. And they, they had kind of known through their prayer and they like, they could have maybe even assumed, but it was like something happened that day where it's just, it just smacked them in the face. And they're like, I, I want to be there right now. Like, it's like, God is just like pulling like <laughs> and there wasn't. It wasn't anything they did. And that's, I think, what's when I kind of heard it from him, I'm like, this is incredible. Like, God has done something here and you need to respond to it. Um, so then they did make the decision, like, but then they waited for, they gave it a little bit of time before they submitted paperwork and things like that, right. just, to, just right. to make sure it wasn't some weird right. <laughs> fluke right. thing right. that so, might happen. So they tested it a bit more. They yeah. sought confirmation, as you said. Yeah. Okay. And again, so if somebody's listened to this episode, they're really interested, I think they can just practice the framework as you laid it out. But the book that this is drawn from is Father Timothy Gallagher's Discerning the Will of God, right? Yes. Very simple read, too, I think, for the, the average. I mean, Timothy Gallagher's role is really to translates the works 
of St. Ignatius. More simply for, for us to be able to understand. Okay, great. Thanks, Eric, for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>